Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back delving deeper into the discography of Weezer. Before we begin, if you're a fan of the show, please take a second to subscribe and rate the podcast. We love to keep Top 5 Disco going and growing, and your support and engagement will help make that happen. Last week, we explored their Back to Basics third record, The Green Album. This week, we're going to talk about their heavy metal power pop fourth album, Maladroid. Here we go. So the next major thing that happened was sadly Mikey, the bassist, kind of went missing before filming Island in the Sun music video. They don't know where he went. And it turns out he eventually checked himself into a psychiatric hospital because he sort of had all these undiagnosed mental illnesses that were sort of bubbling to the surface under the stress of touring the yeah. Green Album. Um, it sounds like he had a nervous breakdown yeah, and yeah. a suicide attempt as well. Really sad. And really unfortunately, sad. I think in 2011, he passed away from, I believe, a drug overdose. I might be wrong about overdose, that. I think. Which is which is very sad because also Josh and I were watching some videos. He seems like a, a fun a character. character, totally. Um, but so it goes. So Scott Schreiner uh, was became the temporary bassist when Mikey sort of went missing, and then eventually he became the main bassist for Weezer, longest and running bass player, long, longest running bass player. <laughs> That's right, Scott. Um, so this album is very interesting. Uh, they took a much more experimental approach to recording. And again, I told you, uh, I mentioned about how the internet and Weezer have this yeah. very interesting connection together. For this album, and again, this is so weird, they posted all these demos, song mixes, while they were recording on the internet for fan feedback. What band does that? Yeah. And again, part of me thinks that's really cool. Part of me thinks it's really sad. Part of me thinks it's sad because Pinkerton backfired. Green album was a hit, but they probably knew it was such a basic, lame album. Or maybe diehard fans came back and were like, "What is?" Well, right. This? Remember, the Pinkerton cult was coming up during I the think Green album. Green time. got them a lot of new fans. Dep- mainstream, absolutely, yes, absolutely. So I think some of their cult fans who like suddenly realized Pinkerton was incredible might have been. I don't know disappointed. Wh- yeah, I don't know what kind of you but know. This is my point: is that even though I think it's kind of cool, the concept of really. Uh, interacting with your fans and seeing their response, part of me thinks it's really sad that they're like, what do you guys think of these ones? Like, do you like, is this the album that you want? Do you want yeah. this one? Do you want this sound? Even the album cover was a contest winner. It's a yeah, little different. I don't but like still. the album cover. I don't mind it, Aside, actually. Um, <laughs> what's also kind of sad and strange is that Rivers sort of had this like uh, fight and falling out with the uh, label. Uh, Geffen and Interscope, I guess, sort of acquired each other or sort of merged mm-hmm. at some point. Um, and Interscope basically shut down their website, like all the music they had posted on there. And so, and they basically, uh, Rivers and the band self-funded Maladroit recordings, yeah. which is crazy to be on a major label and self-fund because the label was pissed off. there was, was also something that happened where like Rivers sent some of the music he, yeah, to radio stations to without radio. their consent. Yeah. So they were like, you have to take these off and you have to apologize. And they're like, fuck that. Yeah. So they basically, so they, yeah, self self uh, funded it, self-produced it too. Right. So just like Pinkerton, they went, it was Rico Kasich uh, self-produced, Rico Kasich self-produced. It's an interesting progression. Dope Nose hit number 25 on the modern rock chart mm-hmm. without ever being released as a single because Rivers had sent them out to the radio station. That's awesome. Which I is funny that, that the, the label's like, apologize, get them back. It's like, it's a hit now. Like, yeah. What are you doing? I don't know. Yeah, Geffen had the, like, this gag order with not only they had to bring the songs back, but they had to return all the master tapes. It's so sad. It's so sad. Also, what's really sad is that Matt Sharp sues the band during this point. What? Yeah, they said he owed, they owed him a ton of money for co-writing credits and all this stuff. It was settled. It just makes me sad. I had no idea. It makes me sad that there's this sort of weird beef there. I don't know. Yeah, what but happened. I know that at some point, you know, Rivers and Matt got together and played like acoustic sets. Yeah, 
Uh, maybe I they've. I, I had no too. idea. That's yeah. that's kind of crazy. I don't even know who I'm siding with necessarily. Like if they actually owed him money, right? And so I, be it. But. And I don't know which songs he claims co-writing credit. I also don't know. I mean, you're in a band that's recording now. What happens when you know one person writes a baseline? Is that automatic co-writing credit? No, we you just. I mean, it depends on the band, I guess. We kind of decided from the get-go we're going to split writing credit. Well, that's what Lennon McCartney did. No matter who wrote what, they always just split it. Yeah, the songwriting credit, at least. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's sad. This album. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, okay, so Maladroit came out also in May, May fourteenth uh, of two thousand two. Uh, a little bit longer, but still only thirty three minutes. And Geffen a Records. year after, right after Green, which is crazy because I like this record. Yeah, this is so such an such, interesting record. It's a weird oddity in their discography because I feel like there are times where it harkens back to some of their better songwriting. So you're going back, then it also sticks with some of the simplicity of green in terms of the lyrics and whatnot. So it goes with what they just did and it's moving forward and experimenting with experimenta- new sound. Experimentation metal. is the name of the game here. Groove funk. Yes. Uh, more punk music. Like you said, metal. There's a, uh, a more interesting, uh, loud, soft dynamic here than obviously mm-hmm. there was on any part of green except for Island in the sun. Yeah, um, for sure. In terms of contrast between, song a and song b we'll talk about those i don't remember if i read this or or saw an interview or maybe i just assumed that the addition of scott schreiner as the bassist gave them a little more of a metal edge i like and sort of this attitude and kind of there's a swagger to these songs that you don't see on the other albums at all uh since uh before this one yeah um he just kind of just physically aesthetically looks like a metal metal guy like he's a, like a this biker, biker yeah but at the same time he wears these sort of like thick rimmed glasses like he's yeah. kind of a biker nerd hybrid i think this this album shows a confidence in new songwriting techniques and experimentation that you do not see at all on green which make it just a more exciting album listen this is the first album they sort of break up the 10 song format this is the first uh, album that's 13 songs way too long of an album way yep, too it 13 definitely, right yeah, thir- 13 I mean, songs. we say it's too long. It's 33 minutes. That's a very short album. But in terms of number of songs, yes, it is. I- I'm just used to the classic 10-song Weezer album, so it feels longer yeah. even though it's not. Well, it's not even just that. If there were 13 like amazing songs and it was that length, that right. would be fine. But there are definitely some that I think you could leave off this Absolutely. record. Absolutely. I totally agree. Let's get into it. Yes. All right, top five. I'll start this time. Okay. Okay. <sighs> I'm excited that you like this record, and I'm interested to hear uh, I do. your picks. Yeah. Okay, my number five pick is Slave. Yes! Got him! <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five for me is Dope Nose. Cool. My number four is Burnt Jam. I know, I know. Okay, okay, This is your okay. Island in the Sun Part 2, we all know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so much better, though. Number four for me is Slave. Okay, great. My number three is Dope Nose. My number three is Keep Fishing. My number two is Death and Destruction. My number two is Death and Destruction. My number one is Keep Fishing. My number one is Burnt Jam. Yeah. All right. Good uh, list. We have the exact same list. We do, just in a different order. Wow. Awesome. Good to know. That doesn't always happen. <laughs> okay. Very cool. First, let's start off with my number five pick, Adam's number four pick, Slave. Slave. 
I'm so glad you put this on your list because you knew this was a big one for me. And I feel like you always were kind of like, I don't really this get it. This whole album has always, I say, oh, it's like an oddity in their discography. But it's kind of underrated. It was underrated for me mm-hmm. also because I always kind of overlook As in this. it has grown on you? It has grown on me, especially the second half because all the hits are in the first half and I sort, you sort of I still think it's pretty front heavy. It is, it is, but there's still some gems in the deeper. Like Slave. Yeah. So Slave, I just love that melody yes love barely alive in your arms so we were talking about in the counting crows podcast carriage which had that note that went over all these changing chords this is exactly like that Mm. i love that it hits the perfect note every single time and that it's it's this whole album this whole album this whole song is about melodies because that chorus who put on your heart so catchy i love the beat behind it yeah and the man his voice just from green he's so robotic and lazy and here it's got this sort of yearning vocal timbre that i really really like here there's that nice guitar arpeggio in the chorus that you're talking about i just love scott in the verses again like no offense to mikey but he's doing nothing on green and it's so nice to have a bassist back who's like really adding to the songs yes and I also just love it's it's very simple, but the bridge outro of I'm barely alive, which is ooh, sort of the, the verse exactly. Yes, those oohs are so pretty. The re- the repetition is really so nice. It's, I don't love the bridge to this song. Okay, and it actually feels somewhat like Green Album in terms of like the song starts off with the bridge chords, yeah, which right. don't feel like they fit with the rest of the song. But put that aside, this song really gets me. It feels at times like sappy emotional pop rock but it's the kind of sappy emotional pop rock that just it gets you it <laughs> penetrates yeah it's uh really a special song yeah it's a good deep cut of this album next we're going to talk about the lead single from maladroit adam's number five pick mine number three pick dope notes So as we said earlier, this was also written after taking Ritalin and three shots of tequila. <laughs> it's very specific. Uh, but this concussion. is so much better than Hashpipe. Totally. So much better. There's something about Instantly this song. classic guitar riff. Yes. And dur, huge. Dur, we haven't dur, even talked dur, about dur. the album as a whole. Sounds better. It sounds so good. It sounds it's spacious. Yeah, it's very wide. Exactly. Yeah. The guitars are spread around the entire You do, quote unquote, ears. miss the quote unquote classic Weezer crunch a lot of the time but I'm okay with that because they're experimenting with the songs and the sounds of the guitars it's just huge the album sounds huge it's, it's, it's like an arena rock hu- it's like yes, an arena rock for album for sure this song to me as much as like Buddy Holly and whatnot are like the classic Weezer songs this sounds like the Weezer anthem. There's something mm. patriotic about <laughs> this. Oh, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And it's such a and huge. And it doesn't bother bounce, me that it's, it's vocalist. The guitar's back. Oh my God. There's a lead guitarist in this band who's not just playing the vocal melody. That's another thing on this album, definitely compared to Green Album, because that's what just came before. The orchestration on these albums are so nice. There are exactly the lead guitar player is playing stuff throughout the verses, throughout the choruses. 
it just it's this extra voice that we were green, missing on green green album just feels more and more like it was made by robots that's what i'm saying it sounds brainwashed it yeah. sounds like this actually this song specifically feels like it's another party. old yeah. old weezer there's a partiness to it but there's also a uh a, a roughness a roughness and an enormity to it Great that word. like pinkerton maybe had compared to blue album but Cheese smells so good on a burnt piece of lamb. Fag of the year who could beat up your man. Great. I love that. Yeah. Also, piece of what? <laughs> they got they got their goofiness back. The solo on this. So good. It's so, it's so metal. Good. It, is it is so, so metal. metal. All of the solos I think he did on this album are great, but he also double tracked them. Right. He recorded the same solo it's got a cool over sound it. On it. Yes. Yeah. And it also helps make it sound that much bigger. I was talking about patriotic. The end of this also that don't 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 don't. There's something about you know. Do you know hear what I yes, mean? Yes, I do. Yes, about I do. Patriotic. There's something very like victorious. Anthemic and victorious. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, good song. Great, great lead single too. I think that this also was a hit. This like became a big hit for them, and yeah. I'm really proud of them. Yes, I agree. It's a great song. Next, we're going to talk about our collective number two pick, "Death and Destruction." I'm so happy that you put this as high as I did. This is such... Did you not think I would? I sort of assumed that this is very up your alley, but it's it's also a very a deep cut nobody talks about. This is such an experimental and cool sound for them. It's beautiful, spacious, groovy, jazzy. It's sexy. Like there's it's just such a great sound for them. Oh man. On top of just great guitar sounds and really interesting guitar work, the bass is so jazzy. Scott, yes. So yeah, glad you're the guitar, here. I love the noodling going on in the verses. So Whatever that is. Also, his melody. I can't say that you love me. You're saying that so pretty. It's yeah. like it, he sings it so pretty. Yeah. It's so nice. It's like I love the waltz that they're back to. It's very different from like Holiday and the b-side suzanne waiting on you these are blue mm-hmm, album mm-hmm. and pinkerton b-sides which that's their classic kind of this is like a much softer but pat is more doing somber. really cool fills oh yeah i love that the guitars i don't know if you know what i mean they feel like they're kind of yeah like squeaking well, definitely out of the him. solo of this is yeah. so wailing and it's so, and again talk about contrast the contrast of this chorus I definitely like prefer the verses of the song, but I I like the chorus too, and it's so operatic and huge. They like they're like okay, this is still kind of a metal album, quote unquote, or like a hard album. But to contrast those pretty jazzy, sentimental verses with this like heartfelt, dramatic, big chorus, and then just like they do on Burnt Jam, which we haven't talked about, the solo is over that sort of simmering verse. Simmering is the perfect word. But the solo itself is still like metal and 
and crunchy, not crunchy, you know what I mean. It's like big. And then this song has an outro, which is really nice. The guitar chords are so jazzy and interesting. They're so pretty. Yes, listen to this. never knew that and i actually don't mind it i never knew that he was spelling out i love you he's saying i first time i'm hearing this now wow it's like a it's kind of nice i like it i like the sentiment this song started off as an instrumental which you can hear i can hear that you can hear and it's like it's such a special song it feels still with the rest of their discography it feels so unique as a song it does and they don't really go back to jazzy stuff like this much. yeah in general on this album they've got a couple songs that are like that but this is really a song that i wish haters past pinkerton could listen to yeah, I mean, you, not that this is like pinkerton or or blue album at all but it's definitely like it's i mean it's good, interesting. good is it's subjective interesting though but it's like a good song it's yeah it's a different song and it feels genuine it doesn't feel well shitty. that's that's what i'm talking about about his vocal performance too his emotional and same with slave it just sounds like it's actually coming from his heart yes. it just feels like such a better better project the whole thing yeah i, I wish this this came after green but Everything has to come after what came before it. So maybe we never would have had this if we didn't have green. So Yeah, and like I said, everything is a reaction to the last album. Yes. So maybe they just were like, yeah, wow, we really didn't do anything on the last album. Let's really make it interesting and spice things up. True, true. Next, let's talk about my number four pick and Adam's number one pick from Maladroit, Burnt Jam. So fucking good. This has always been a highlight for me. This has always been like, wait, Weezer sounded like this? And this was number what? Number four. That's crazy. But that's also a testament to the good songs on this album. It is, but also before you launch into why it's your number one. Sadly, just like Island of the Sun, the chorus is just not great. You know, not it's, great. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. So this this is why I'm saying... It's Island in the Sun 10.0. It's not even 2.0. This is so much better than Island in the Sun. But it's such a similar, like a sweetly sung, pretty verse with a pre-chorus that kind of ascends in the same exact way and a contrastingly hard chorus. This time there's no vocals, so you can't fuck up the stupid lyrics and whatnot. But I agree. It still was always like, I I much prefer the verses. But at the same time, it definitely has grown on me. Because they're they are rocking out. They are. They're they fucking rocking are. out. I wish there was a melody over. And like, I like to me, the contra- it, it. Honestly, sounds like they didn't finish the song. So this song was also an instrumental. It was. So what's interesting is this seems very similar, like the cousin to Death and Destruction, in terms of structure, in terms of jazzy verses, harder chorus. You know what I mean? Like and they both started off as instrumentals, so it's really interesting. Do. But these are my two top songs. I'm so yeah. glad they turned into songs. Do you hear what I'm saying though? That again, I hate to be critical. I always love this song. I still love this song, but it does feel like it's unfinished. Like I wish there was another melody 
in the chorus. Something just feels like they, these great ideas, but it wasn't fleshed out. Yeah, I just don't mind that. You That's know what fair. I mean? That's I kind of you, like... You, on, sounds like on songs where even if not every part is perfect, when you have those parts that are so perfect, it just it's over for you. Yeah, I will yeah. take the okay with the That's amazing. Fair. That's fair. But going back to these verses, I mean, going back to the, everything about this, I love Pat's beat. Pat's beat is so unique and clicky and different. <laughs> Yes, and every instrumentalist on this Scott sounds so good, so good. So and good Rivers on and here. Brian, I'm assuming the two of them together, their jazzy major seventh chords are so nice. Rivers, gothic flavor, how I miss you. If I only once could kiss you, it's like so. Yes, I love it. It's such a well-crafted and beautiful and, oh my God, I love the verses. We already talked about the chorus. This solo is also so good Great. and is what I was talking about in Death and Destruction of they're back to that jazzy guitars and the beat, but the the solo is so like, it's such a oozing good solo. out of him. It's oozing. And just like in Island in the Sun, it ends with Rivers just kind of like vocalizing, you know, one of those Nicely just like, done. and then even just the ending of the song, it's just like, it doesn't fully just stop. It's, they're kind of clicking away. Scott's going up. You know what I love about this oh, album? So nice. The band is allowed to breathe. Yes. They can breathe yes. both in the songs themselves and at the end. A lot of these songs sort of slow down and let. Yes. And I will say, I will say, we're not, we haven't talked about make believe yet. Some of that carries over that they allow the song to breathe a little bit at the end. It's different. It is, it is different. different. We but, will talk about it. Yes. But you know what I mean. I do. I do. And, and yes, I you're like right. That because Green feels very compact. It really feels like they're suctioned in with like vacuum. Yeah, yeah. It's like laminated. It's like, don't make this song over three minutes. You better have the guitar solo that sounds like this. Yes. That's, it. that's and what, and yeah. the song. Ugh. But Burnt Jam is a fucking jam. Such a gem on this album and yes. on the discography. It's a beautiful song. All right. And finally, to round out our top five, we're going to talk about the second single, Adam's number three pick, my number one pick on the album, Keep Fishing. I love this song. I love this song so much. This is a great, again, a great single. It just, to me, encapsulates Weezer as a pop band. And I'm not saying pop like Britney Spears, Madonna. I'm talking about yes. like just great hooks, great chorus yes. on the radio. You love it. You sing along to it. So many different sections and everyone works perfectly together. We're going to talk about the song Space Rock on this mm -hmm. song. It is the anti keep fishing in that there are so many random parts that don't work don't fit together at all and Agreed. this is the the opposite it works so well i love the swung low tom it's got a the great drums, jungly feel my first thought when listening to the song is the drums sound so good on Pat the album sounds so on good the on album. the album not just sonically like the actual mix of his drums he is able to again compared to green 
Okay, it's very different. All they're self-produced, he's going much more crazy. Mm-hmm. His fills are so cool. He's just able to do more interesting things. But... You know what's nice about this song in terms of feel? It's kind of like El Scorcho. There's like call and response, sort of talky, fun, yes. party uh, sound going on, which I love. Yes. Awesome melodies throughout the whole song. And River sounds so emotional. You'll never be a better kind if you don't leave the world behind. Waste my days. Waste my days. Yeah. So many good melodies so many good melodies okay my favorite this is probably one of my favorite weezer moments of all time That is one of the best Weezer moments. It, to me, it's just like this perfect combination of their swung rhythm, that Beach Boys 60s That's doo-wop, this that rock. gets a bunch of different periods, even though this is only their fourth album, but it gets a lot of different flavors that are so good uh, related to Weezer. And yes, it's got, exactly, this is the doo-wop Beach Boys. You got the boom, chick, chick, chick. And that falling melody that you just sang and that you just heard, so it's good. everything. It's everything. It is. And again, I mean, I said it before. I'll say it again. Every section. This is one of those songs that keeps on giving. I, and I love that. That's so special. And that's such a great testament to songwriting. It's a short but catchy guitar solo in it. But what's interesting is that you and I were watching the music video where they play it with the Muppets. And it's some different version it's that both, actually... It's both edited and... No, it's, sounds, not, it's not just edited. I would say, and it sounds like they... Uh, uh, up to the key, right? They made it more major. I literally or think something? it's a new, it's a different take. I think they literally no no. Doesn't it sound? It literally sounds like it's um uh, the notes are higher. Like they're literally tuned up. They might have, but I'm saying like part wise, they're not playing the same parts. It is such a sterilized version of it. It's very weird. If that was was what was on this album, I don't even know if the song would have made it. It's really wow. weird that that version is so much worse to me. And I wonder if is that the one that was like the big radio hit? I don't know. So don't know. if it was. Make sure to listen to the album, album version. version of Keep Fishing because that is such a highlight. So Clearly, Josh is number one. My number three was fighting for those top two spots. Great song. All right, now that we've wrapped up our top five favorites on Maladroit, let's quickly go through the rest of the songs we haven't talked about. The opener, American Gigolo. Such a cool <laughs> intro drum Such beat. a cool drum intro. I And not even just that, the chromatic metal... <laughs> It's so much better than Hashpipe, like doing that. Dun, oh, dun, so dun, much dun, better. Dun, dun, dun. It's just metallic Weezer guitar crunch with that muted guitar groove and that comes in. It's, yeah. like, dun, 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 dun. it's very fast. It's I love the little e-boop, e-boop, yes. e-boop, e-boop. <laughs> and this is, again, so we got Buddy Holly. I just like sort of seeing the, the theme threading throughout their albums. You get the Buddy Holly bridge of him kind of rapping. You get the pre-chorus if you want to call it to El Scorcher of El Scorcho of listening to Cho Cho Sam fall in love all over again and then you get the sit down quiet and everybody, everybody got a little bit you know what I mean like yeah. he's he's starting to get into that talk singing mode which he he does a little too much later on yeah. but to this me, chorus is yep, fine. I was just going to say, what keeps this off, because I love the sound. Want, it sounds like a green chorus. It's an underwritten chorus. It's an underwritten and it's misplaced on this, especially as the opening song. It's kind of a bummer. To be honest, Dope Nose sounds like an 
an opening song. I think Dope Nose could have been the opener to this Just album. Just start off with that guitar, that chord. Yeah. Dun, 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 and it's patriotic. <laughs> it's their anthem, I'm calling it. Again, I think number two spot is like similar. You want to really grab right. people with that. But there's something about this chorus in American Gigolo that's not that great. The first time you hear this metal solo, again, I mean, we've been talking about it the entire time. His solos on here are just crazy and so obviously influenced by you know Kiss and everything yeah. that he was listening to as a kid. I like the post-chorus of this a I've lot. I've seen this game before. This is very Weezer. No- yeah, it's, it's and then a, the, I love the resolving of anymore with more harmony. Good song. Not amazing. But again, but to open this album with just a way more interesting sound. Oh, for sure. Immediately. This is it's better just like than exciting. anything. It's definitely better than uh, Don't Let Go. Oh, yeah. So from American Gigolo, the opener, we talked about the two singles, Dope Nose and Keep Fishing. Then we get Take Control, which again, really killer, crunchy metal guitar. I love it. This song used to be one of my favorite on the records, but definitely dropped. I don't know why there's something. To me, it's another bad chorus. It's unfortunately, here's my my little maladroit thesis. Unbelievably proud and impressed of their experimentation, better songwriting, interesting dynamics the sound is better some a lot of these choruses are underwritten to me they have not mastered the chorus melody on this album even on green i thought the choruses were better i honestly think for a lot of them they were better no (laughs) i'm just saying i definitely don't agree but maybe comparatively yeah like compared to the green i'm doing i'm comparing no but i mean compared (laughs) to the verses on green album like I think the choruses on here sometimes are better than the choruses on Green Album, but maybe on Green Album the choruses are just as good or bad yeah, as the verse. Yes. That's fair. You're right. To me, right, there are at least four songs on here. I'm like, eh, I wish the chorus was better. Yeah. What's kind of cool with this song is it's very ominous. That I like the muted metal kind of sound, which they don't have on a lot muted of this. Muted metal. That's his, a great, great phrase. Leave me now. And the background. There's kind of cool effects going on. Scott is going crazy at the end of the solo. I don't know if you know yes. that, but definitely. The guitar solo is great. The guitar solo is great. I mean, I feel there's like so all many the guitar solos That's the thing. There's great. so many great guitar solos on this album. Almost every song. It's almost like on Green, it's like, just do the guitar solo as the melody. Here, it's like, let's throw a solo on every song. Yeah. But they're good. They're good. They're fun. Even if they do do a solo every song and that in itself becomes repetitive as a structure, yeah. these guitar solos are just better. Yeah. Then we already spoke about the jazzy really great death and destruction and then we get slob slob interesting song I did have you to know say. that this was one of the only songs yes. that the fans were like definitely keep this on yeah the album. because i guess there was a time when weezer started touring again they were playing some new material and again i don't maybe maybe i'm getting the history wrong I, there was somehow fans knew of this batch of songs that rivers was working on that the band was maybe kind of testing remember out they were uploading shows. demos too before they were they were taken down. So is that is that what it is? I'm assuming Slav okay. was one of those demos. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so this was definitely a fan favorite. Um, interesting song. Rivers is so expressive. So I don't compare like, this to... I don't like it. Like too much. It's whiny. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't, I'm not saying it's... Me alone. Just, I, I think I would prefer that to some just bland singing on green. Definitely. But, oh, it is definitely more angsty, angry, and express, more expressive than green is. So yeah. in, in that way, it's just better. I like the get yourself for what? No, 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 no. Get yeah. yourself. Best part of this the metal is breakdown. the slob. Yes. When the whole band is hitting everything together, it's so good. Honestly, honestly, I want you to listen to this.
I don't know what it's actually officially called. The symbol holds where you crash the symbol and hold yes. it. Is there a name for that? Choking. Choking. Choking uh, a the symbol. The choking on this part is amazing. Yes. I love the sound. It's so good. It's like, I also like the line, waiting for little clues to appear that I drank some of granddaddy's beer. Ooh. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I cool. just had to pick that out. Um, it's an okay song. Then we already spoke about the highlight burnt jam, and then we get space rock. So as I was saying before, there's something about space rock that is so freaking random. You get this drony, and then this, and then you have this verse where you can barely hear what's being sung. Do you notice yeah, that? Yeah. It's like so low in the mix. Obviously, that was on purpose. Intentional, for sure. And then Again, it's you, called space rock in my mind. He's floating through space. And then after, <laughs> I like that. And then after that, you get this. It's a game and you'll play, but you can't have fun when all they do is say. Wait, you know what you just Yes. Wait, what is yes, that? Exactly. Wait. It is the same exact melody Open that they rehash arms. for Lonely Girl. Oh, Lonely Girl. Girl. Yes. I just got that. So they use it on a much better song, in my opinion, yeah. than this. But he definitely rehashed that melody. Yeah, this could have been left. I told you, it's 13 songs. This is what I mean. Even if it's Agreed. short, the song is not that good. It there's kind some, of taints the album a little there's bit. There's some good drumming by Pat and some nice fills and rhythm shifts. But, yes. but besides that, not much here. Yes. Okay, we spoke about Slave. And then we get a one, two, three punch of songs we have not spoken about. Oh, four songs. We haven't talked about the last four songs. So first is... Obviously, because we were saying it's a little... It's top heavy. heavy. It's yeah. top heavy, for sure. So the next song is Fall Together. Just like Take Control, American Gigolo, another cool metal intro. Like, I like the sound of this in theory. Again, lame chorus. Yeah. There's nothing chorus-wise here. It's disappointing. Yeah, we could have trimmed the fat of Maladroit and it would have been a much better album because you get some of these underwritten choruses, underwritten songs amongst these great songs and great experimentation. It's it's still, to me, this is not a great album. It's a very good one that I'm really happy with, but I don't think it's great. I agree. The thing is that I think Pinker, Pinkerton, oh my God, all these words swing around my brain. <laughs> I think Weezer, of the 12 albums that they put out, don't have a lot of great albums. That's the thing. You can pick out a lot of good things about songs, but there's really, and we'll talk about it at the end. They have a handful. They have a handful. And I agree. This one, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that. I don't want to give too much away too quickly. But in Fall Together, do you hear that these verses sound so Arctic Monkeys and or Green Day. And if you do, I like that riff. By the way, there's something about like no, I, I, I don't can, hear, I can hear Alex Turner <laughs> okay. singing that in his with some slapback or whatever. Okay, touche. I kind of like the Pat fills in the. Oh yeah. Again, a lot of these songs, even when they don't have great choruses, melodies, they've got cool riffs. It's like they're they're writing interesting riffs again, which is yes. cool to, for like a rock band to be like. Because again, Green doesn't have riffs it has good melodies all green has Not is even. melodies I, I don't agree i think it does all green but that's all it has yeah. there's nothing surrounding it this has interesting ideas and riffs and instrumentation i have to pick out this one fill pat does here which he does a couple times on the white album and i love it so much so i need to give it some time this it's like He's this, such a great drummer it's this triplety kind of thing i just like it, listen in the song for it it feels like he's adding extra notes in there somehow yeah next we've got possibilities 
which is a fun, raucous, kind of punky number. It's interesting. I feel like, again, when we have just been together and we're just humming things to each other, I hear you just go like, oh, oh, possibilities. There's something about this song that grew on me a little bit because it is it is so Green Day. This it's so, album is this album. The song is so Green Day, and especially with that, give it all away. That is one hundred percent. Give it all away. Totally agree. This to me is catchy, but it's forgettable. It's so superfluous. I don't need this song. I actually really like the uh, oh, you've gone with a boom. Give it all away. You've gone. You've got that part is very cool to me. Still, then we've got love explosion. So I have one word for you. Locomotion. Locomotion. Oh, what were they thinking? Clear ripoff. So it's such a ripoff that I can't tell if it was intentional. Love explosion, locomotion. Like, is, is that oh, possible that they either wrote the song, realized it sounded the same, and then, because did they say anything about a love explosion in this song, lyrically? No. I don't think so. I don't think. So my mind is like, do they know? The it's melody so... Josh and I are referencing is, so jump out, jump out. Come on, do the locomotion with me. It's so distracting that this song sucks. I hate it. I hate that this exists because all I... Th- you know you know me. Once I recognize that a song sounds like something else, not only do I not enjoy listening to it, but all I can think about is the other song. It distracts me from the rest of the song. It definitely... This is a, this is I such agree. A, it definitely distracts me with this because this one is so clear to me. Like, you must have known. This also, though, sounds... I said that American Gigolo and Dope Nose sound like two openers. This sounds like a closer. That first... It sounds like the end of a musical, the... Take a listen around. I do you. like the verses. All the people, and when the drums the come in, around in your house, boom, <laughs> ba, do, do, and then that rockabilly riff. What is that? It's a, it's another kind of random song. But just like other songs I've talked about, really cool verses that just blow it in the chorus. A different kind of blowing it here. Yeah, this was number two on the cut list for this album, so definitely could have cut it. And finally, we have the closer, December. So you know what's interesting? To me, this feels kind of similar to Oh Girlfriend in terms of like the tone, the melody, the sort of way he's warbling sort of before the chorus. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, this song definitely sounds like it could have been Green Album, but it was maladroitified in that <laughs> there is like a lead guitar line going throughout. The songwriting is a little bit different. There's just It's a more interesting, but songwriting-wise, in terms of like the choppiness of the... Of the chorus melody, I can't really sing it back to you, but it's that sort of just like love explosion, locomotion. You know what's distracting to me? The kind of oh, darling. That's interesting. Oh, it's like why? It's I know it's like a classic chord progression, but to me, it's also like come on, that's such a lame, obvious little riff to do. Fair enough. I don't. I don't love December. I like Pat's fills that happen at the beginning of verses. Only absolutely. You know what's thing? cool about this? December starts with a drum roll. So does Beverly Hills. They yeah. both start with a. Oh, and it's interesting because this is the last song exactly. on that album. That's what Beverly I mean. Hills is the it's first a weird song I kind believe. of transitional. Never thought about. I don't that. know I like if it was that. intentional. I also really like. You were talking about falsetto doubling and solos. So Pinkerton on this so song. Pinkerton. It's also really beautiful. It's like. Do we only love anyway? So that's Maladroit. I as a mixed whole, bag, but it's a, it is so, a mixed it's bag. Exciting again, though. It's 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 
it's exciting to see where Weezer is experimenting and coming from and where they're going. As yeah. opposed to Green, it's just like, can you, ima- can you imagine? Imagine being a fan of Blue. Somehow being one of the few fans that listens to Pinkerton is like, this is even better, like master, well, maybe not better for everyone, but like masterpiece level music. And then hearing Green and being like, what what happened to my band? Yeah. And then just like not knowing, but then, oh, a year later, they come out with a much more experimental intro. It's like, oh, my band is still in there somewhere. Yes. There's something that, exciting that, that about is that. What that. That's what this feels like, that there is another and then Weezer. We have Make Believe. But what's interesting <laughs> before we talk about Make Believe is that you were mentioning to me the other day, this album is just like forgotten, Maladroit as a whole. Like, you know, Green, it's got Island in the Sun. You know, Make Believe, it's got Beverly Hills. This kind of falls, so, it's totally into the under the abyss. cracks. I don't know if that's because I'm pretty sure, I was pretty sure Dope Nose and Keep Fishing were hits, quote unquote. Maybe it's something to do with the, the fight with the record label. They weren't promoting it. I don't know what it is. I think it also is a long album where there's only two out of 13 songs people know. It's just like this this abyss of experimental weird Weezer songs that nobody yeah. knows. I don't it's know what it is. I have a friend, Zach, who, again, I don't know how much of this album as a whole he knows. He definitely knows Burnt Jam and loves Burnt That's Jam. Awesome. But he was mentioning to me about how he thinks this is where Weezer falls off, is after this album. After it. After. Maybe it's just because he knows a couple songs from it and he likes those songs. I don't know. But this is really something that I want the masses to remember because this still feels to me so Weezer. A lot of their albums nowadays are changing. They don't sound so much like Weezer that people know. Mm -hmm. This still harkens back to some of the good stuff on Blue and Pinkerton. But as Josh was saying, now we go into Make Believe. Thanks for listening to Top 5 Disco, part four in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of Weezer's entire discography. Now that we've discussed the band's hooky and metallic fourth album, Maladroit, tune in next week where we explore their controversial and chart-topping fifth album, Make Believe. But before that, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your personal top fives for Weezer. What are your top five favorite songs on Maladroit and why? What do you think about Weezer going metal? And what do you think about new bassist Scott Schreiner? Reach out and let us know. You can support us and help Top 5 Disco grow simply by subscribing to this podcast so you can get the new episodes as soon as they come out. And you can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Top 5 Disco for behind-the-scenes goodies and an easy way to connect. Also, rating and reviewing Top 5 Disco on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen is always appreciated. And don't forget to tell your music-loving friends and family all about us. Thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next time. And remember, it's really all disco. Slave first. Ooh, um, all right, that's a good boy. He's a good boy. Burnt jam. We'll start. We'll uh, keep at the end. Um, and a big fat cannoli uh, to shove in your. Nose next.